So here's why change is so hard. Hey, my friends, this is Tom Cotter, and you're listening to The Impactivist Show. This is a podcast that connects you with ideas, habits, and leaders who are making an impact in their community and across the globe. In this podcast, you'll be inspired by their stories and their struggles. You'll learn tips and strategies to enhance your own personal growth, your life, and become the very best version of yourself that you can be. And you'll walk away with a renewed sense of empowerment and motivation to make an impact in your world right where you are. So welcome to the Impact of a Show, where inspiration and ideas collide. Thanks for being here. So this episode is just simply called Why Change is Hard. See, there was an experiment with five monkeys. True story. You can picture in your, in your mind, it's a large cage, five monkeys with a ladder and a basket of bananas up top. One of those monkeys spots the bananas and begins to climb up the ladder to get them. And the, the experimenter, right, the scientist in control of this group, hits a button and sprays the whole group, the monkey on the ladder uh, and the other monkeys, with cold, cold water. Well, that's not, that's not a good thing. It's not what they were, the monkeys were expecting. So they sit, the monkeys, they sit in this cage for a while, kind of bewildered, kind of confused. What's going on? Well, a second monkey begins to climb that ladder to reach for those bananas, and the scientist sprays them again with cold water. The third time a monkey climbs the ladder, <clears throat> before they get sprayed, the other monkeys jump in and pull them down. They've learned. You climb that ladder, try to get those bananas, we're going we're gonna to get sprayed. We don't want to do that. We're going to pull you down. So the, the scientist takes a really interesting turn. What he does, now that the whole group has learned what's going on, he removes one monkey and puts a new monkey into the group that's never been sprayed, doesn't know what's going on, knew the group, doesn't know the rules. That new monkey climbs the ladder and guess what happens? The other monkeys pull him down. They don't want to get sprayed with cold, cold water. He repeats it, removes a second monkey, puts in a second new monkey that has never, that doesn't know what's going on. That monkey climbs the ladder to reach for the bananas. The other monkey, monkeys pull him down. He repeats that process until all five of those monkeys have been replaced by new monkeys that have never been sprayed. Uh, new monkeys that have never been sprayed. They weren't part of the original control group. And guess what happens? By the time that fifth monkey, brand new, climbs the ladder to reach for those bananas, that whole group continues to pull him down and beat him and keep him away because that's been the learned behavior, right? So it gets really interesting. One by one, as these scientists begin rotating a new monkey into the control group, the new monkey would learn the behavior, and scientists actually stopped spraying the cold water. And eventually, none of those monkeys in the cage had ever been sprayed. But the learned behavior still existed, right? Even though the water had been literally turned off, their behavior was based on conditions that didn't exist anymore. Y'all, that's why change is so hard because we tend to surround ourselves by like-minded people, right? Smokers hang out with smokers and then complain it's hard to quit smoking. Uh, you, uh, when you hang out with people who are out of shape or sedentary or inactive, your odds of conforming to their lifestyle becomes exponential, right? Binge drinkers hang out together. People who are chemically and neurologically addicted to politics and news and fighting and arg arguing, there's a neurological component to that. Uh, those people always seem to find each other, right? Pessimists hang out together, right? What's that saying about misery loves company? There's some truth to that. Uh, you know who else hangs out together? 
optimists, encouragers, creative people, people who eat healthy, people who work out. Now, I'm not saying you need to become a gym rat or be unrealistic about your, your situation, your goals. But I am saying if you can find two to three people that understand that the water has been turned off, if you can connect with two to three people uh, who are awake and kind of outside the matrix, people that understand that better physical health or better mental health or better spiritual health means having a better life, and begin to make those relationships your circle. Those are the people that need, they need to be your tribe. Begin to take those small steps to build your tribe in that direction. Hey, y'all, it's Tom. Listen, I'm jumping in here real quick to tell you that one of the things I'm super passionate about is feeding hungry children who don't have enough to eat this weekend. It's such a big deal. My wife and I started a nonprofit charity called Backpack Friends where we're feeding thousands of children who otherwise would be going without food while they're not at school, and it's right here in the U.S. We're working hard to make an impact in the lives and communities of those who need it most. And I would love for you to join us in that project. Just go to BackpackFriends.com and for as little as $10 a month, you can be a hero to a hungry child. See, leadership isn't about being in charge. It's about caring for those in your charge. Go to BackpackFriends.com to find out how you can be a hero to a child. Or just text the number 10 to 512-856-6580 to get started. But now, let's get back to the show. Maybe your, uh, maybe your work environment is full of people living like the water is still turned on. Maybe it's your home environment. Maybe it's your job to change their perception, right? How do you do that? I mean, that's a lot easier said than done. So two things, really. Um, you think about how do, I change my, the, how do I change the monkeys in my cage, right? For lack of a better phrase. Um, remember, you have to serve them well. Remember, your job isn't to force them into something they're not ready for. It's to gently love and encourage them. When they make a healthy decision or a healthy choice or a positive choice, uh, applaud that, uh, no matter how small it is. And, and don't beat them up if they fail, right? Lead by example. Like, go get your inspiration or your strength through those through relationships, through spiritual practices like worship or study or whatever, and then pass it along to somebody else. And when they see changes in you, it will give them courage to do it for themselves. And then it just becomes a cycle like those monkeys, but it becomes a positive one, not a negative one. So the point of all, of all that is that we need to operate outside of old learned behaviors, right? Like I, I'm not modeling my business after someone else's outdated model. I'm not building my family life around what my neighbors do. I'm definitely not building my personal life according to someone else's goals or blueprint, right? So how do we do that? Two, uh, let me give you two very tangible uh, things that I hope you can put into practice right now today and start making those steps. Number one is begin to rebuild your tribe, right? Begin to surround yourself with like-minded people. People have the same beliefs you have about change and growth, growth and possibility, like even if it's just one person, one person you can share your dreams with, your hopes with, your heart with, one person that gets it, all you have to do is start, right? You, you, don't, you don't have to find 100 people today. You need one. You, that will help you begin to build a tribe of people that can offer you emotional support through your struggles, who can help you get unstuck, who don't, uh, you know, people in that tribe, they don't judge each other's struggles, but they imp, imp, 
empathize. That's the word. They empathize and they help encourage you. Find people who motivate and inspire you. People who can give you encouraging feedback, right? Not constructive criticism because that still feels negative, but it's what I call encouraging feedback, right? People that will give you a sense of belonging. Um, you know, years ago, I had this intern named Dougie <clears throat> who has become a dear friend. But the summer before he interned with me, he spent the summer in Senegal, in Africa. He was a college football player, huge guy, man, huge beast of a man with long hair and just a huge heart, gentle giant kind of guy. Um, he was a really imposing, you know, tackle on the football field, but he was a compassionate, kind, you know, kind-eyed giant kind of off the field. But after weeks in Africa, he returned home with this mantra, this word that he picked up. And the word was Ubuntu. See, Ubuntu is an African word for community or tribe. It literally means I am because we are, which is beautiful. I love that. I am because we are. Uh, in other words, I am who I am because we are who we are together. And we kind of adopted that and we printed bracelets and t-shirts and made posters and videos and kind of embraced this concept of Ubuntu. You know, today, Dougie is still one of my most cherished people in, in my tribe because I literally, I am who I am because of who we are together. Tribe is that important. Your circle, your, your intimate circle of friends is that important. Number two is this. Uh, you've got to realize that change requires movement. And movement always creates friction. Always. Sometimes people may feel the friction around you and not really understand that it's the result of movement. <clears throat> and since yeah, I think probably 99% of people on the planet are driven by fear and afraid to change, communication is always the key, right? Always. Be sure to communicate to those closest to you that you're making some changes, that you have to make some changes in order to get control of your situation. Like you're not cutting them out of your life, but you'll be doing some different things in the days ahead. And who knows, they might be inspired by your journey and come along for the ride, but ultimately it's their choice. Your job is to love them, to serve them well, and not to force something on them. And then let me give you this. Just begin to make small changes right now. James Clear has a book called Atomic Habits, which is a great. But the concept is to make very small, atomic, tiny habits that will correct the course um, and, and offer a big change down the road, right? So if you're listening to this or you're watching to this, guess what? You have the ability to connect with just about anyone on this planet. You know, 8 billion people in the world and we're all connected by our phone, by the internet. We're all connected by social media. We're all connected by by Google or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok or a billion different places. So make a list. And I do, if you know me, you know, I do a lot on my phone because I always have my phone with me, but make a list either in your phone, put it on your desk, um, put it on your bathroom mirror where you see it all the time. Make a list of three character traits that you want to cultivate in your life and put it where you'll see it every day. Like you want to be more generous, you want to be more compassionate, you want to be uh, more patient, you want to grow spiritually, financially, um, intellectually, you want to learn something, you want to lose weight, or you want to get more physically fit. Uh, maybe you want to improve what I call your mental fitness. You know, you talk about mental health, 
but I have the tendency to think of that in terms of mental fitness because um, it doesn't have the stigma. But whatever that is, make a list, put, come up with three of them, and put it somewhere that you will see it every day. And then use your connectedness, use your phone, use your social media, um, your Google, community groups, church groups, whatever, to find someone who's farther along, farther down the road than you are in that specific area. Just reach out, you know, DM them and just say, I've done this with total strangers uh, on Instagram. I've sent them a DM and said, hey, I noticed your post about this. You seem to know a lot about that. Can you give me some tips? I'm new. I want to learn. Uh, can you give me some direction? Y'all, I've done that with total strangers. And you know what they say? Yes. They are honored that you notice them, that you notice that strength in them, and they'll be grateful to share what they've learned right? They will. And then guess what? Then you're off to the races. The first step though, man, is to get some clarity on the changes you want to make. Number two, the last little bit is this. <clears throat> Find someone, someone to keep you on track. I call it the doctor, not necessarily a physical health doctor. Maybe it's a financial expert, a, a doctor with your finances. Maybe it's a relationship uh, expert. And I say expert, just somebody that who has done something right, something better than you have done, a mentor, right? Get a coach, get an accountability partner, find a group, but y'all, consistency is the key. You know, doing one push-up won't make you fit. Eating one salad won't make you skinny. Eating one donut won't make you fat. It's our habits that make us who we are, right? You say that again. It is our habits that make us who we are. Every choice you make, good or bad, is a vote for or against who you want to become. And those habits stack the deck. So if you can find someone, a coach or an accountability partner or a group that will help you be consistent, you'll be unstoppable. It's those small, consistent steps that take you to great places, that open great doors. And I'm telling you this from personal experience. So that's it. Short and sweet, man. Three things. I said two, but it's actually three. Uh, one is rebuild your tribe. Your tribe. Number two, remember that change requires movement. Movement always creates friction. So communicate, communicate. Number three is make small changes right now. Like today, as soon as you hear this, when is the best time to make a change? Well, when it's time, when you realize it's time to make a change. It's kind of like that saying about when's the best time to plant a tree. Well, 10 years ago, second best time is today. Same thing with making change. The best time to make a change is the moment that you realize it needs to be done. So that's it. Man, thanks for your attention. Don't be afraid to get out there. Your mess can become your message, man. I'm telling you. Uh, if I can help, let me know. Once you know I love you, um, I'm rooting for you. And I will see you soon. Hey, y'all, I hope you enjoyed this segment. If you did, will you do me a favor? Could you hit the subscribe button? Could you share this episode with someone who would be encouraged to hear it? Maybe they just need a little boost right now and you could encourage them. Let them know you're thinking about them and that you thought they might enjoy it. The whole idea behind the Impactivist Show is to spread as much encouragement and empowerment as possible. I mean, let's face it, there's so much negativity and criticism in the world right now. Who couldn't use a little lift? So please, it would mean a lot if you could share and subscribe. Together, we can make a huge impact in the world. Hey, and don't forget to hop over to the Impactivist Facebook group. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great day, man. I'll see you soon. Oh my 
gosh, that was good. <laughs>